if well I, I my voice this is about a hundred percent improvement of what it was last week and I thought God if you want me to be in the pulpit on Sunday you're gonna have to do something because I don't speak sign language and uh, this is this is the result, but it's so much better than it was, I can't tell you. And so I praise God for that, and I pray that He speaks through me this morning and that He gives you ears to hear, not the raspiness of my voice, but the content of His message for you this morning. Has anyone ever said something to you and you missed it? Has anyone ever been talking to you for a few minutes or even longer and then you suddenly realize that they were speaking to you? And when you finally realize that someone's speaking to you, you look at them and they're looking back at you. They're looking at you expectantly, waiting for you to respond and you have absolutely no idea what they said or how to respond to them. Welcome to my marriage. <laughs> See, Angela will tell you that I miss the first minute of almost every conversation we ever have because my brain takes at least that long for me to disengage from one thought process, whatever I'm engaged in at the moment that she begins speaking to me, Realize that I now need to activate my hearing center in my brain, refocus my thoughts on the words that Angela is saying, and then allow my brain to engage with her conversation. All of that <coughs> with gears whirring and clicking and buttons being pushed inside my head takes a while to get up to speed. Thank you. And so, as she says, I often miss the first minute of our conversations, which unfortunately for me usually begin with a question or two, which I miss completely, and then I have to ask her to repeat them, causing her to ask me or say to me, why don't you ever listen to me? And I always tell her that she knows this is our ongoing struggles. That she knows this is how I'm wired. And that she should get my attention first before she begins speaking to make sure that I'm listening. And I always say, you have to get my attention first. And she usually says something, if you know my wife and you know how smarty pants she can be. She usually says, should I throw something at you? <laughs> and of course I say no, just gently. Emphasis on the word gently. Get my attention. Now the, the truth is, somewhere in the middle, I could be more in tune to my immediate surroundings and less absorbed in my own little world but this is how I'm wired. I am often in thought about something or about nothing. And so, if you have something important to tell me, I always say, make sure you get my attention first. And interestingly enough, 
Isaiah this morning is smack dab in the middle of my marriage. And he says to us this morning, listen to me, O coastlands. Pay attention, you peoples from far away. See, Isaiah, the prophet of God, is definitely trying to get our attention before he starts talking. Because God has some important news for us that he needs us to hear and understand. And so this morning, we're going to help Isaiah out just a little bit. And I'm going to ask you to turn to the neighbor next to you on either side of you and say, pay attention. Thank you for not throwing something. So now that Isaiah has our undivided attention, what is Isaiah telling us that is so very important? Well, for starters, he's telling us that we are called to do God's work in building up the kingdom of God. We have a big task ahead of us. Proclaiming Christ to all the nations, making disciples of them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything they need to know to be active citizens of the kingdom of God. That's a huge responsibility. And so we have to pay attention so that we know how to get it done. Isaiah says we are called. Called from our mother's womb. Called before we were born to be kingdom workers, to be apostles, to be heralds, to be teachers, to be disciples. We were called to do this work. In our epistle this morning, Paul says he is called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. And we as the church are also called. Paul says we are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place Call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is both their Lord and ours. And Paul tells us that not only are we called, but we're also equipped. He says, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in Every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord. God is faithful. By Him you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. See, it's a great thing to be called into service by God. But it's also all the more great to be equipped through Jesus Christ and empowered by the Holy Spirit to carry out our calling. 
You're called and equipped to do what God is asking you to do. God has given you everything you need to accomplish your mission here on earth for the kingdom. And so if we know that we have the mission, if we know that we have all the equipment, we know we have the support of our Lord and Savior, we have to ask the question of ourselves, am I using what I've been given? Now, if you're like me, every time I ask a question, five more questions appear. You might ask yourself these questions also. Am I focusing my full attention on learning the Word of God? Do I fully understand the mission I'm tasked with in the Word of God? Is it possible that I need to learn more? Is it my priority to share the good news of Jesus and salvation? Do I know enough about my faith to express it to someone else? Am I fully trained and fully equipped? Am I ready for the task that I've been given to do? If you're like me, if you honestly ask and answer those questions, most of us probably will come to the realization that there is more to learn, that more attention could be paid, that our priorities might be just a little askew, and that we have only scratched the surface of our faith. It's important that we know that the support we need is here and is available. The strength of Jesus is here for you. The Word of God is free for you to open and read. The opportunity for you to learn and discuss with other believers is available to you right here. Every Tuesday night, beginning at 6 with a meal and 6.30 with Bible study right here in our fellowship hall. You have at your fingertips all you will ever need to know if you will just look and listen and pay attention. Because it's amazing what we can see when we look. It's amazing what we can see if we'll just open our eyes to it. Look at it. Listen for it. Pay attention to it. I haven't forgotten about the gospel message this morning. I wanted to wait until this point in the message because we all need to be fully engaged with it. We all need to be fully focused on it. (coughs) In the gospel lesson today, we find... John the Baptist and his followers. And we see that they are looking and watching. They are paying attention. And because they're paying attention, they see something. This is what they saw. The next day, 
When John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him, he declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. (coughs) The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. But what does all that mean, Pastor? Oh, that we would pay attention well enough to recognize the Lamb of God whenever He presents Himself to us. Oh, that we would be so mentally, emotionally, and spiritually engaged that we would see Jesus in our midst and respond to Him appropriately. Oh, that we would see Him in those who cross our paths on a daily basis. That we would recognize Him in the least and the lost, the broken and the downtrodden, and that we would respond to them as if we were responding to Jesus Himself. (coughs) Because when it comes right down to it, if we were paying attention to His words, we would know that when we respond to the least of His people with love and compassion and attention, we are in fact doing it to Him. Oh, that we would see Him and hear Him 
and pay attention to Him in that way. How many times have we missed Him? Standing right next to us. Because our minds were somewhere else. Our hearts were somewhere else. Our focus was not on Him. Oh, that we would pay attention to see the Lamb of God when He is in our midst. The name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our next hymn is here on.